are Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, July 28th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is excited but nervous for this free agency start day. Yes, absolutely. More nervous than excited, I'd have to say. (laughs) Well, to keep track of all the Flyers moves on free agent day, Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can also hear about our episodes, Flyers and Fandoms, news in general, all that good stuff. If you don't have Twitter, that's fine. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. We are your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Danielle. You need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. On today's show, we are going to talk about Keith Yandel and then get into the Flyers cap situation heading into free agency, then talk about some options for the backup goalie hunt and get into a little bit of news around the league. So lots to talk about today. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So hit that subscribe button and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. All right, Danielle. So the Flyers signed Keith Yandel to a one-year $900,000 contract with a no-trade clause. What are you thinking? This deal was very low risk for the Flyers. So, you know, I can't be too harsh on it. I will say that it was a little bit discouraging to see them sign Keith Yandel only because, you know, with everything that was going on with the Flyers, them training out uh, Myers and Nolan Patrick, and then, you know, still having faith in some of the younger guys, I was really excited because I felt like that third pairing um, position on defense was open, especially once Ghost was moved for Cam York. And um, the Keith Yandel signing pretty much, uh, you know, takes that spot from Cam York. And, and, you know, who's to say, like, Cam York can have a, fin- a fantastic uh, training camp and earn that spot over Keith Yandel, whatever. But I, before this signing, I was really excited because I thought, okay, there's an open spot for Cam. So it does seem like um, Fletcher is still believing in the young guys. And I'm not saying that he's not, but that was kind of like my first reaction was like, oh, well, there goes starting the season with Cam York. Yeah, you know, I am kind of wavering on that. Is a third pairing of Keith Yandel and Justin Braun, that's like a pretty old pairing, you know? And so are they going to be a little slower? But again, it's third pairing, so they're going to get fewer minutes. And then Keith Yandel would probably contribute on the power play a little bit because that's what he's best at in his waning years. Um, You know, it does put that question mark there, you're right, in terms of Cam York and if they want to keep him with the Phantoms, at least to start the season and get top pairing minutes there to maybe make sure that he is like in the right kind of shape and and maybe it would be better for his development. But then again, you're right, you know, is he 
distrusting the youth like is has the pendulum swung in the opposite direction too much yeah exactly exactly and you know that Yandel Braun third pairing is an old third pairing but I do think that they complement each other I mean Braun is very good defensively um uh, Yandel is very offensive and like you said limited amount of minutes I mean the fact that Justin Braun is actually going to be on the third pair is a like you know good thing in and of itself just because I mean he played well and on the second pair so that um, strengthens our third pair but yeah, just a little a, a little upsetting if you are someone like myself that, you know, wanted to see the kids. Yeah, one complicating factor there is that Keith Yandel has an Ironman streak going. Uh, currently, Doug Jarvis has the uh, most all-time consecutive games played at 964, and Yandel only needs 43 more games to break that record so there's going to be a lot of pressure to keep him in the lineup as long as he's not hurt yep so we probably won't see york until after that yeah unless york comes in to replace somebody else for some other reason so we'll see how that plays out but now that yandel has signed it looks like if my math is correct the Flyers have just shy of $10 million in cap space for the season. If you look at cap friendly at the time of recording, Yandel's contract isn't reflected, nor does it reflect the Wade Allison contract at 925 k So we're at $9,885,000 and change left, which so just about ten. With still the Carter Hart contract, the Travis Sandheim contract, and a mystery backup goaltender. So given that cap space left, my estimated budget is that Carter Hart gets about three and a half million for a two-year deal. Travis Sanheim gets about four million on a five-year deal, and then the backup goalie you have two point five million left for. But where do you think that money gets allocated? Uh, I think the way that you have divided it up makes a lot of sense, um, especially with Sanheim getting the bigger deal out of uh, between him and Carter Hart. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I. I could probably see give or take half a million changing, but that seems pretty accurate to me or most likely. Yeah, I, you know, I've been going back and forth and we've talked a little bit about the Carter Hart deal and what kind of term it would be because he had the down year. And so is he going to want more of a bridge deal at a lower cap hit so that he has a chance to renegotiate in a couple of years. And it seems to be more and more to me that that is the likely course of action. So a two year deal seems about right. And for your supposed franchise goaltender, like I don't think you can really justify a contract lower than three and a half million, but that's kind of where my thoughts are at on that. Yeah. I, I really don't think so either. So, and then for Travis Sandheim, a second-pairing defenseman, $4 million seems about right. Yeah. And I think that both the cap and the term is good for both sides, like for the Flyers and for Travis. I think that's a deal that is very fair. Yeah, I just don't see the Flyers wanting to do a longer-term deal than five years on a guy like Sandheim. I think they have confidence in him, but I don't think that – they want to lock themselves in for perpetuity, right? <laughs> so one of the things that this results in is that there's no money left for a 3C. They would have to make a trade or do something to open up some cap space. Uh, what do you think the likelihood of that happening is? 
So I, I agree. I don't think that they're eyeing a 3C right here. I believe when Chuck Fletcher met with the media last week, he was saying that they're going to, I mean, due to all the moves that they made and just the cap restraints, they're going to have to look internally for a 3C. Now, whether that's Morgan Frost or Scott Lawton, I'm not sure, but I can definitely see them looking in-house and then maybe down the line uh, depending on where the flyers are at the trade deadline is that someone that or that's something that they go to look at but um, as of right now and for the start of the season I wouldn't be surprised if we see Scott Lawton there yeah I think so too I don't think it's the ideal situation that they want but I think it's doable and Lawton has proven that he can make it work if he needs to yeah and I think uh, going into this offseason I mean the defense was the biggest need and I think the defense is where Chuck Fletcher you know made his most uh, adjustments and improvements so I think that uh, you know 3C while it is a need it wasn't the most glaring on Chuck's list So we're not sure how free agency is going to play out for the Flyers, but I will have Bilt Bars with me so that I can eat the stress away because they are an amazingly delicious soft protein bar. It tastes just like candy, and so it'll be perfect for that situation. And there are so many amazing flavors to choose from. I know personally I like apple almond crisp and carrot cake, and that'll be perfect for today's free agency. And the best part about Built Bars is that they are healthy. Built Bar is great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Somehow they combine low calorie and low sugar with high protein and high fiber, so they're great for any type of lifestyle. Whether you're on the keto diet, just upping your protein, or you just want a delicious protein bar, Built Bar is for you. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Backup goalies, Danielle. (laughs) We need one. And the market for goaltending this offseason is a little bit crazy. There's a a lot of goaltenders available, but some of them are more realistic than others. Uh, One we can check off the list. It seems like Halak is signing with Vancouver. And then there's like a whole mess of other goaltenders available. And uh, back in June, we talked about some potential options and the landscape has changed since then. But uh, Danielle, you had put together this amazing handy dandy chart with some stats. And so adding to that on some of the new guys, the first of which Braden Holpe, which uh, he got bought out by the Vancouver Canucks and he had been uh, making 4.3 million with the Canucks this past season. And he does have that mentor relationship with Carter Hart. So that's an interesting twist to it. He's 31 years old. Last season, pretty disastrous. And to be fair, the last couple seasons for him have not been great. He played 21 games last season, an 889 save percentage, 3.67 GAA, and a high danger save percentage of 751. What are your thoughts on potentially getting Braden Holpe to the Flyers? So, you know, on one hand... I absolutely love it. Like, Braden Holpe was one of my favorite goaltenders since he came into the league, and it 
it was the worst that he played for the Caps because he would always, you know, stand tall against my team. So I was really excited for him to go to the Canucks. And then, like you said, a horrible season with them. And just the last couple of years, he hasn't been um, where he was. But just on like a nostalgia aspect, like I, I would love to have Braden come to the Flyers only because I would get his jersey and all that stuff. I don't know. I mean, I can't say if this will be good for the Flyers. I mean, I don't even know if if the the Flyers are an option for him and if he could fall under that cap uh, contract um, need that the Flyers have. And and I don't know if he'll be okay with taking a backseat to Carter Hart, but I would love Braden Holpe. I just don't know if that if he's the right guy for the Flyers and what they need right now. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there that if it was like the Braden Holtby of days gone by, sure, sounds great. And, you know, the mentoring thing sounds really great, too. There will be some amazing content. He's an amazing human. But I yeah, I just don't know that he could handle 30 games because I feel like as we've been talking that it's probably going to be a minimum of 30 games that this role has to be able to play and that kind of factors into what makes sense for the Flyers here. So the next name on the list that we haven't really looked a ton at is Freddie Anderson. Um, He's 31, again, a $5 million cap hit recently. He played 24 games last season with an 895 save percentage, 819 high danger save percentage, and a 2.95 GAA. So, you know, in the Holtby range, but a little bit better. Yeah, that's surprising that we didn't have Anderson on the list before because he was definitely someone that I felt like we or I felt like was rumored for the Flyers. I recently heard that, you know, Toronto's trying to to get a deal done with him. So I don't know how likely it is for him to to be with the Flyers. But um, another guy that in theory would be great, but I don't know in actuality if he's what the Flyers need right now. Yeah, two other guys that are kind of in that camp where it looks like they might resign with their rights holders, but... I think would be good options and for the Flyers in particular is Jonathan Bernier and Linus Olmark. And we've talked about them before. Olmark, Buffalo definitely wants to keep him. So it's a matter if he goes into full free agency or has already agreed to sign with Buffalo. We don't know that yet as of recording. But uh, Olmark is younger at 27, which is pretty good Uh, he played 20 games last season a 917 save percentage 2.63 GAA but remember this is for Buffalo and a 0.861 high danger save percentage again Buffalo allows a lot of shots so I I think this is uh with both these guys I I think they're decent options but not very likely Yeah, I agree. I think that they will come in or they will get offered uh, a bigger deal than the Flyers uh, could could give them now. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if specifically Allmark wants to go somewhere where he can be the number one. And and I don't know if that's that's just not, I think, in the cards for Philadelphia right now. Yeah. And with Bernier, uh, Carolina traded for his rights. So it seems likely that they're going to give him a pretty decent offer. 
uh, last year he had a $3 million cap hit, So, and they'll probably offer him more than that. And like we said in the first segment, the Flyers – in theory, only have about $2.5 to work with unless they somehow scam Travis Sanheim into a cheaper contract. But I don't see that being likely. Now, one name we did talk about back in June that I think now sort of elevates itself to a slightly better option is Laurent Brassois from Winnipeg. His cap hit last season was only 1.5, so even a, a raise for him is somewhat in the Flyers' budget. Again, he's 28, but he only played 14 games last season, and I believe he only has 82 NHL games to his name overall. His save percentage was 919, a 2.42 GAA, and an 873 high-danger save percentage. So pretty solid goaltender, very reliable. Um, We're just not 100% sure that he can handle the workload. Yeah, and I mean, he was with uh, Tampa before he was with the Jets and you know it just seems like in his career in the NHL he's always behind teams with strong goaltending that they have their number one guy so he's not going to get a lot of chance a lot of time to play um and I mean in Winnipeg last season Hellebuck was the reason why they were winning so of course they would keep putting him in in games I think uh is a good goaltender it's just are you willing to take a risk on someone who you don't have as much data on I will say that you know the Flyers defense in theory looks a lot better than Winnipeg's so that could also help him but uh who knows who knows I I do like him I liked him when we first talked about him it just doesn't seem like Chuck is willing to make too many risks on guys that he isn't in love with No, and I think this position is extremely important, especially with Carter Hart needing to turn things around this season. But we need somebody who's absolutely going to be reliable and, again, can handle that level of workload. So, uh, you know, I don't know there. Is there anybody else out there that is on your radar as a potential option? As a goalie, not not someone that we haven't talked about. Uh, What about you? Yeah, I'm just not sure that there's anybody else floating out there. I mean, there's um, Auntie Ranta, but it seems like he's going to be signing elsewhere. Uh, James Reimer. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So he's 32 and he just had a down season. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't know out there so we'll see what maneuvering the flyers end up doing on that front but this nhl offseason has been absolutely bonkers and i don't know how this next season is going to go but there's so many other sports happening right now and it's time to decide what sports bets you're thinking of making all summer long and the perfect place to go for that is our friends at bet online bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action and we mean all your sports whether that's baseball golf mma ufc and all the other sports going on right now before the next pitch or tee off, head over to Bet Online to check out all the latest sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. You can also get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Just when I think things cannot get any crazier in the NHL, we have another absolutely bonkers day of activity and news. Danielle, I don't even know what to do anymore. (laughs) So the first thing that happened yesterday, which I think took everybody by surprise, was Marc-Andre Fleury got traded to Chicago and... Apparently, he found out about it on Twitter, which is not great. No, it's not at all. Uh, that was uh, so many people were upset and justifiably so. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury hasn't had like the easiest time in Vegas. And it's just really appalling the way that they treated him, especially because he was the face of the franchise when they first started. Yeah, and they had explicitly told him that he would retire in Vegas, he didn't have to worry, and that they seemed to, in their presser today, allude that he did know about it or that it was a potential option, but that was not made apparent before now, and it seems like with all these hockey insiders, like, somebody would have broken that before now, right? Yeah. So the other thing about it is that it seems like it's really just a cap circumventing move to clear $7 million off of Vegas. And Chicago was willing to do it because they figured that Flurry would then just retire and they would get the cap space back too, which is all kinds of shady. Yeah, it is. I mean, I... I, I I'm kind of like still speechless. Like, like I don't know how else the you know like what else to say besides this is such a a mess up situation for Mark Andre Fleury and and I just can't help but think like I really wish that the NHLPA did a better job protecting or like fighting for the players because it's clear that teams and ownership and the front office does not care. Like, they, they, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury just won, won the Vesna, and he's treated like this. And so it's like nobody's safe. So, you know, I wish they would work harder to to protect their, their players because, I mean, they just get taken advantage of in so many different ways. Yeah, and, you know, he would have had a, like, a, I believe a limited no-move clause kick in today had Vegas not done this. So we would have had more control. And so that's why they did this yesterday. So trying to move on from that, uh, Ovi got a new deal with the Caps five years at 9.5 per. That is, I mean, that seems like he's going for the Gretzky record, right? Yeah, I have a Caps friend that told me Each season, he would just have to uh, score 33 goals, and he'll surpass it in those five years, which is very doable for Ovechkin. And, I mean, I don't know why I – I mean, I didn't – in my head, I didn't think he'd move or, like, go to a different team. But, like, the fact that he re-signed there is just so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Kobe, please, get out of the division. But there was no way that was going to happen, so – we we shall see. That's a lot of money. I mean, obviously Ovechkin deserves it, but that's a lot of money tied up in him and Backstrom. So I'm 
interested to see what moves uh, the Capitals continue to make in these next five years. Yeah, and, you know, for a guy on the aging curve like OV, five years could feel like an eternity for them cap-wise. So mm. we'll uh, we'll see how that works out. I mean, it'd be crazy in a fun way if he does break the record. So definitely something to keep our eyes on, and I'm sure we'll see a lot of it since the Flyers play the Cavs a lot. <laughs> Uh, one other deal that came through, Kale McCarr got a six-year deal in Colorado the other day at nine per. We hadn't um, had a chance to talk about it yet, but I think that's pretty good. It is. It definitely is. Uh, I mean, he honestly could have asked for more, but it was a really good deal for both, I think, player and team. Yeah, so we'll see how that affects some of the other potential contracts with the Avs. Uh, their their budget is getting a little tighter. And then there's the Carolina Hurricanes, who uh, seem to follow in the path of the Montreal Canadiens and destroy goodwill heading their way. And the conspiracy theorist in me says that they leaked news of potentially signing Tony D'Angelo and Jake Vertanen in order to float it out there and see what reaction would be like before deciding if they were going to do it or not. Now, I don't know if teams are this smart or if that's something they care even care about, but both of those players are problematic for different reasons and I think would be a negative stain on their team and, and in their locker room. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. I, I I wouldn't think that a team would care that much of like what public backlash they would get. Um, but I think it just goes to show that no team is not problematic. Like no team is above any of the shenanigans that go that goes on in the NHL. I mean, the NHL in and of itself and like hockey culture in and of itself is toxic. And so it's not surprising that Carolina would do this just like Montreal, like have them making these decisions that they know people are not going to support. And then just, you know, dealing with the fallout later. And I mean, I say fallout, but there's rarely any fallout. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if these two players are signed by the time (laughs) this episode is out, but who, who knows, Uh, you know, I have no faith in any team, to be honest. Yeah, I hear you. And, you know, I do know that there are a lot of people that I have heard have contacted the Hurricanes and said they're either not going to consider become season ticket holders or are like if they make this deal, they're going to, you know, uh, renounce their season ticket holder status and... So we'll see if that does anything and how all this plays out for Carolina. But wanting to end some things on a good note. So we have our Flyers fun thing as always. And today we don't have a specific link to anything in particular. But with the Keith Yandel signing, that is another friend of Kevin Hayes that we have added to the Philadelphia Flyers and people are noticing that that between Cam Atkinson and Yandel it's starting to feel like a Boston College reunion and of course then what thought comes next is who else was at Boston College around that time and knows all these guys Johnny Goudreau so you know the Johnny Hockey coming home rumor comes full circle 
<laughs> Please, Gaudreau, get just get traded somewhere else so that this can be over. Please. <laughs> oh my god, we're not gonna have enough roster spots for all these Boston College players. Yeah, well, you know, maybe JBR would enjoy Calgary. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's show. We will be back again tomorrow, of course, with whatever happens today with free agency. And as a reminder, we want to hear from you. Send us in your thoughts about the Flyers moves this offseason, your mailbag questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers, or you can email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle. You can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Thanks again for listening and have a great day. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.